0: Radio Grace and Truth, talking with Archbishop Julian So I'm joined once again by Archbishop Julian, how are you going?
1: Very well Luke, it's good to be with you once
0: again So the only one I want to talk about this week is something that's very pertinent uh, to our society today And I guess it's something that's been brewing for a while but it's coming up very much so, um, particularly uh, in the way that that our laws are changing, in the way that um, that we're beginning to view the human person, and that is this idea of whether there really is a certain truth or a certain fixedness to the human to the human person. Um, we obviously see this uh, in things like safe schools, for example. In safe schools, if if our listeners don't don't exactly know, um, one of the underlying ideas there is this: is gender theory, uh, and within this, you. you I guess there's a very basic kind of rundown of it. You would have um, three separate continua, I guess you could say, it's three separate continuums um, of someone's gender, someone's sex, that is their um, gender being their masculinity or femininity, their kind of displayed uh, characteristics, their sex, which is kind of like the, um, I guess, their their physical characteristics, and then their sexual attraction. And these things operate on a kind of continuum. Um, In other words, that this breaks apart from, I guess, a traditional understanding of the human person, um, and particularly the idea that in in most cases, um, people are male and female, uh, and and all the things that go along with that. Um, Obviously, this is not the only example, but you do see a lot of examples today of this idea that the human person, I guess, isn't really... Material, or if they are they're, they're, that material can be changed in whatever way they want mm. and formed uh, in whatever uh, in what whatever, whatever manner mm. uh, that they choose. Um, firstly, have, have you observed this as well? And I guess what are your initial uh, thoughts and comments on this trend?
1: Mm. There is a, a growing uh, notion that um, that people can actually choose. Who they want to be. Uh, this idea I can create or shape myself, and and, and programs like the Safe Schools programs and and other similar programs are encouraging young people, in, in particular, if you like to invent themselves, to to not necessarily accept that what I I have been given is who I am, uh, and this this has become particularly relevant in the case of gender. And particularly for adolescents, as they are seeking to come to understanding about their identity, ideas have been presented to them to say, well, you don't have to necessarily accept the fact that because you have all the characteristics of, of a boy, you, you need to be a boy. You could be, you could be a girl if you wish. And they actually encourage experimentation on this. Maybe you should consider Uh, the alternative of being a girl and comply too with regard to uh, to sexual attraction to say just because you're a male doesn't necessarily mean that you would naturally form relationships with girls why not explore the possibilities of having same-sex relationships rather than heterosexual relationships so these ideas are um, being presented particularly to, to young people to say explore other possibilities. Don't accept the fact that uh, because you uh, have been born a particular uh, sex and gender, that's who you are. Um, I think one of the very great difficulties in this is that it's um, at a time that is uh, a difficult time for young people as they are trying to sort out these sorts of questions, that ideas are being presented to them that I think actually create a lot more confusion, uh, and it, it it does go to the idea that it's more what I think about myself than the reality of actually who I am that uh, that is important, and and so this, this question I think needs to be looked at more carefully. I think we need to challenge uh, this this idea of the fact that I create myself according to my own particular ideas or attitudes or emotions rather than accept the reality of who I am. And particularly to understand that who I am is actually a gift, not something that's been imposed or something which is a necessary restriction on who I am. To embrace the gift of my masculinity or embrace the gift of my femininity rather than start to question, maybe I could have something uh, of the opposite
0: just going going there on what you've been saying about um that you know embracing this idea of our of our masculinity and and our femininity this this kind of does go a little bit counter countercultural to a lot of our other things in life i mean um sort of i'm my, my background is is in marketing that was my my undergrad and um we had this idea in marketing of that when when you when you advertise something when you promote something you create the um, this kind of brand image you create this this ideal person and uh, giving it away here for all the listeners when when the advertising agency I, I think I've never worked for an advertising agency but this is what we learned in uni um, gets uh, get, gets a brand they they have, they create a particular person. You know who um, we would want to aspire to. So you know, back in the old days, it would have been the uh, the Marlboro man. But um, I guess in more politically correct times, it would probably be the um, you know the, the the young woman drinking the drinking the Diet Coke, uh, for example. So this whole thing isn't particularly new, and it very mm-hmm. much comes from I guess a, a consumer mindset. Do you think that this isn't necessarily, while well, being quite respectful to people who who are. Um, I guess, suffering from, from gender dysphoria, from this idea of that I'm something different. Do you think that this is being, I guess, encouraged by society, not necessarily from, uh, from, from the gender theory proponents, which it is, but also from a wider society, which is telling us not to embrace the person that we are, that the person we are is good, but rather that there's always a more ideal person that you could be, you know, that the person you are is not good enough. You need mm-hmm. to be X person and then you'll mm, be happy. Mm. Do you think there's something to that?
1: Look, I, I think there is. Uh, all this is there's a broader cultural uh, forces at work, and uh, you know, and when we talk about advertising, when we talk about uh, things like body, body image, uh, all these sort of things, um, young people in particular are under are under quite considerable pressures to be better than they see themselves uh, being. Um, I think mean, that's also a problem with Facebook. People want to put forward a, an image of themselves, which is, I think, a little bit better than the realities of of their lives. I think this is uh, this is part of the cultural environment that we're in at the present moment, and it's, I don't think it's very healthy at all because we, we we then find young girls being caught up in anorexia because because they've developed this. Uh, really quite perverse understanding that their body's not good enough. Um, So this, this, this is something which does permeate the culture of the present moment and I think creates very, very real pressures on young people. I think one of the beautiful aspects of the Christian faith is the idea that everybody is individually created and loved by God as they are. God loves us because he created us and because he has a father's concern. Just like any father loves their daughter as their daughter, loves their son as their son, not because of what the son's achieved, not because of the physique physique of the the particular person, um, but rather in themselves. I think one of the difficulties we have today is a lot of young people really don't have that confidence that they are loved in themselves, they don't have to be something different and and sometimes I think there are a lot of emotional uh, things that are happening that drive their sense to to for instance engender in to to be something but it's not healthy or good for them to go down that track in, in fact, um, in the case of people who may feel an attraction to want to be the uh, opposite sex um 94 will actually work through it quite successfully so it's a, it's a phase of growth not somehow a determination of their future but the danger in our society is, is some, as soon as somebody gets a feeling that they want to be different to who they are that society says says you should go down that track you know you should pursue your own kind of sense of what you want for yourself. Now that may be actually extremely detrimental in the long run. So one of our roles will be to help young people come to a, a, a greater confidence in the goodness of who they are and the sense that they have a dignity and a worth in who, in who they are and they can they can blossom and flourish as an individual within the terms of their identity, not trying to be something different.
0: Mm. Mm. I think there's a certain irony in that, what what you were saying before, that um, that what our society and what I guess teachers are being asked to do and health professionals are being asked to do now is that as soon as someone starts displaying this desire to 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 be of, of a different gender or a different sex you know we 've got to stick them on that path you know mm. and and put them through there and I, I say that I say that of course respectfully i don't mean to be uh, condescending towards towards those who experience this kind of thing. But there is a certain irony there um that that on the one hand we're saying that everything's fluid and you can be whatever you want to be, but on the other hand we're saying as soon as you've discovered it, lock it in, mm. you know, you've mm. got to you've got to take these hormones, you've got to undergo mm. this treatment, you've got to do all these mm. kinds of things. At the end of the day, you know, we're not islands. We we're, we're influenced by the external people around us. Um, if you know, there's many things in our, in our lives where I can have an idea. I mean, I, could have, I dread to think if, if I had the possibility of being able to determine myself completely at the age of 12, where I would have ended up being. Mm, yeah. Because I've been through a lot of things since the age of 12, which have mm. taught me a lot. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, it's a very dangerous and somewhat ironic um, situation. I guess what I wanted to return to was was that idea of of the um of the human person and again embracing um, who we are as as people. do you think that there's a need to kind of return to the Christian understanding of a of a person um, this this idea of once again being made and i 've brought this up in an episode before this idea of being made in the image and likeness of God, and that there's a certain goodness to it you know mm-hmm. that yeah. I think I don't want to sort of <laughs> go on too much here, but I think that there is there is a crisis that we're having in our world today that we have all this choice. We have that that it gives this illusion that the human person is basically an isolated individual floating in space and that all possibilities are open to them. It's, it's actually quite terrifying. Mm. Do you think we need to return this idea that, no, you were created by God and that God has a plan for you and that you will only find your freedom and your happiness in that plan that he has for you,
1: I think that that's very true, Luke. That um, I think w- the word I like I like to use here is to see who we are as a gift. Um, none of us chose to be born. We were given the gift of life. We were given the gift of our masculinity or of our femininity. We were given the gift of our sexuality. We were given the gift of the of, of our body. We we're given the gift of our of our mind, of our emotions. All these things are a gift. And, and like any gift, it, it's wonderful to discover it and then to utilise it, not to dismiss it or look for something different, but actually to say, this is who I am and I'll, I'm going I'm to receive this as a gift from God. Every aspect of myself as a gift for God and I'm going to then utilise this gift to its full potential because I think that's what God would want me to do. So I'm not going to abandon who I am, I'm actually going to seek to enhance uh, who who I am. Uh, so I think in in this case, we do need to go back to accept that there is a a plan of God for human life, which is good. There's a plan about masculinity and femininity. There's a plan ab- about marriage and family, and these things are good. and um, And the, the best thing we can do is cooperate with what God has given us, rather than want to change it. I think in changing it, we run the risk of actually destroying the gift that we've been given.
0: Hmm. And I think it comes back to As, as Christians, you know, oftentimes from, from the outside it can seem like, you know, we're, we're, we're being legalistic and it's like, no, you have to stick to these rules because the rules are there and that, that's why we're telling you to do so. Um, that's a very negative way, I mm, think, of of, yeah. of viewing of viewing Christianity. But rather what we're saying is that, well, no, the reason why those rules are there is not because we're obsessive about rules and, and we mm. want you to follow the rules so that you'd pass the test, but because God has this path for you, that God has a goal that 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 is set for you. He yeah. has this great person that he wants you to flourish mm. into. And the only way you'll make it there is through this path. Mm. Um, we wouldn't, I guess, suddenly complain about the government putting in line markings on the road because they don't want us to go into the forest and, and yeah. crash into a tree, for example. Um, and I, I think it's, you know, I, I've, I've said this before, probably on a different show, um, but I've said this before, that, that we say in, in Christianity, we say no to certain things, not because we're obsessed with a no, but because we you to be able to say yes yeah, to the greatest. Very,
1: that's very true. I, I think the, uh, the line in the, in, the, in the story of creation, the book of Genesis, when God created something, he said, and it was good. I, I think that's got to be the fundament, fundamental starting point and particularly looking at ourselves, that what God has created is is good, that we 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 see too that God has a, I feel like a plan for human life, which is good. And the more that we cooperate with that, the more we work with what is God's intention and plan, the more our lives will flourish. It's it's when we deviate from that plan. So if there's the no, it's say don't get down that path it's not going to be good for you it's not saying you have to abide by a law there's not some restriction being put upon you to say you know you can't do that that's that's wrong in itself it's wrong because it's actually going to be damaging to you it's not going to be in your best interests so I, I, th- I think the attitude we should we should adopt is is one of seeing that what God's plan is for human life is good and that that our own willingness to embrace that plan is going to be ultimately for our own benefit. Mm.
0: And that's the beautiful thing about about the Christian faith as well, is that God doesn't just say to us, well, this is good, um, and that, you know, I'm going to leave you to your own devices. You know, he helps us. He helps Mm. us to make that. So I think we'll finish up there. So thank you once again, Your Grace, um, and we'll be back uh, for for another episode uh, in the near future.
1: Thank you very much, Luke. It's good to be with you once again.
0: You have been listening to Grace and Truth, talking with Archbishop Julian. For more talks, interviews, and shows, visit cradio.org.au.